Welcome to this radio show that I'm making up right now. And this is my friend Derek, and uh, my name's Jason, and we're going to do a fun uh, talking advice show. Uh, we don't really know what we're doing, so at this point, we're just doing a test. But uh, yeah, so uh, how, how was your day today, Derek? It was pretty darn good, actually. Pretty darn good. I got a chance to get get some, some good worship in this morning, and uh, one of my friends uh, came out uh, to worship. Uh, she, I know her from work. She came out, brought her three children. Uh, which is always encouraging and uh, she got a chance to meet my wife and we went out to, to lunch good time with the wife after good nap and here here I am with Jay in the studio um, doing slash this. baby room <laughs> slash baby room doing <laughs> this show yeah no I had a good day we had a bunch of friends come in and uh, we, uh, I made a, a really tasty grilled cheese sandwich using a smoked Gouda that had been aged over a year, including the few months where it got a little mold in my refrigerator. <laughs> so that probably added a little extra uh, sharpness to it. Um, but it's fine. It's, it's not going to kill you. Mold actually helps the microbiome even of the cheese. So that's information that you should probably know in your own. So that's pretty cool. The, the big question is, is did your guest have this information prior to eating this grilled cheese. So the truth is, is the guest did not get the food. The guest came already fed. So uh, they they surprised us with this entry because there was only supposed to be two and it ended up being four. But they had had a late breakfast. And so uh, we uh, I had to make something. So actually, as they were coming in, the smell of uh, garlic and butter as it slowly sizzled my cheese and made my grilled cheese awesome. Uh, they were like, oh, what's this delicious thing coming through? And I'm like, it's a great grilled cheese. And it also had bacon and ham. So it was a it was a grilled ham and cheese and bacon. Not pork! Yes, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, for people that don't know, Derek hates pork uh, for no good reason whatsoever. Um, he's just a, he's a hater towards pork. He It makes him cry inside. You know, it just doesn't seem like a very clean animal. It doesn't seem to have a clean appetite. Um, you know, I, I have to be real. I have to be real. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never actually had the experience of watching the kind of diet that a pig has. Um, it's mostly what I've read, you know, you, you, sometimes you Google things, you find out how, why people hate pork so much and you find out all the things that they are willing to consume and the way their bodies are created. And I mean, the first, after reading some of those things, the first word that pops into your brain is filth. And it's challenging for me to think about eating that while there is a, an element of hypocrisy that I do make exceptions for, like pizza. I do eat beans, you know, pinto beans that have been cooked with pork and things of Again, that Again, you should know that we live in San Antonio, and so that's a normal thing for pinto beans, that it's cooked in bacon or uh, bacon fat. Um, so, yeah, that's understandable. Um, but the truth is, when I see things that are so filthy and gross, I think delicious bacon. <laughs> and it makes me happy inside because bacon's awesome. Um, but I had ham, too, so that's... If you didn't know, ham is also bacon. Uh, just wanted to give you a heads up, um, so you didn't have to worry about that. But yes, uh, it's true. And if you also, if you didn't know, um, almost for those of us in H in uh, in San Antonio, and, and we probably have a, a lot more support here than anywhere else currently. But those of us in San Antonio, if you go to H E B, you know our biggest chain grocery store in the city. Yep. you'll find out that. Every sausage in the place, with the exception of one kind of sausage in H-E-B, is cased in pork. Even if it's beef sausage or chicken sausage, it's cased in pork. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's more pork intestines, so it's not as bad. Because you're not like, you know, you just have to, it's like ripping out somebody's intestines from their belly. It really just makes it so much better. Wait, <laughs> no it doesn't. <laughs> I guess that's not the same thing. Okay. I mean, it's not like they take the skin... Of the pork of the pig and then wrap it around your sausage. They actually use things for their intestines, and it's it's so much better. In my head, at least, they took a potato peeler to the outside of a pig <laughs> and used that to <laughs> case the sausage. <laughs> and there's just like one statistic dude that's just like, "Yes, I'm gonna potato peel this pig." <laughs> now, in your mind, is the pig alive? <laughs> that's the question. <laughs> Uh, no, that's a little too graphic. It's a little, I mean, it sounds a little bit like the movie Saw. Yeah, you know, no, no. You never watched the movie Saw, so I, I don't... I saw one and two. Oh, one okay, two. yeah. No, I I try not to watch scary movies. You know that about me. Like, if I, I yeah. 
I had a good friend. I have a good friend that uh, every once in a while for my birthday, he'll come by and take me to a scary movie. And because he's one of my good friends, I allow him to watch me get scared, um, which is very weird in general. Um, so, yeah. So if you don't know Jason, one big element of his life is the movie. So if you name a movie, he's probably seen it. He could probably tell you who's in it, the theme of it. Um, and so he's a big movie buff, a uh, movie fanatic. You could accurately call him that. Uh, it would be co- common back in the day before the, the era of Netflix and Redbox. He, he was best friends with the people over in Blockbuster just by his frequent visits uh, to the store. So they would, they, we would go in there together and they would know him. So you have to explain what Blockbuster is, <laughs> Derek. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Blockbuster go ahead. is a store where they, they rented movies. It was like a full store of red boxes but they weren't on a digital screen they actually had boxes that your movies would be in and it was even crazier before that they had the vhs tapes which uh were different but uh yeah so that's what a blockbuster is to everybody that's listening that has no idea what derek is talking about and actually for your other information that now it's sad because actually blockbuster was uh from dallas texas did you know that derek i did not oh yeah that's actually that thriving business came from dallas texas so another awesome thing that texas offered but most y'all millennials would not actually know that that actually ever existed you would probably see the picture you're like oh that's cool or that you knew it was on direct tv so but uh yeah so yes uh, i would know those people and you know there's still a part of me that wants to stand by Redbox and just talk to people as they try to get their movies <laughs> just, just you know do you need some movie advice i can uh hook you up i've seen all of them and then they're like this guy's creepy i don't know what he's doing um but i you know i just miss the idea of getting to talk about rented movies with people and that may not be a bad idea for one of our our shows here where we just post out outside of uh, a red box and have conversations <laughs> and just give movie advice and see how people's <laughs> days are going well, and the hilarious part about it is Jason would go in there and then they would bring up one one movie he's thinking about renting and then they'd talk about five to six to seven other movies that are similar but very very different and I could see JJ having conversations with people outside of Redbox yeah no I think it'd be very hilarious and you're right it probably would be funny I think that we would probably be asked to leave the property I feel like if we were at like a Valero, which is like a um, uh, a gas station, if I was just sitting there with a microphone and headphones, pretty sure people would be like, "What's wrong with this person?" But I mean, I'm pretty sure they'd like that all the time, anyways. And so it's the same idea. Like, should we record if we're like at Chipotle and I do my normal three words freestyle thing, and then they give us a free burrito, maybe? And then you like normal pretend to pay for it, so you get a free burrito too. <laughs> it's kind of messed up, actually. So if, if uh, you're new to Jay, uh, something he's also very, very well known for is his freestyles. So he'll ask you for three words, no matter how crazy the word. The, the, what's that favorite word that people love using to think they're going to stump you? Uh, Supercalifragilist? Super. Yes, that word. Uh, it doesn't matter the word. He'll find a way to rhyme and use it in his repertoire of freestyling. <laughs> talking again so uh, one thing with the show we'll be figuring out a few topics to provide advice insight perspective on Uh, this week we have a few ideas to cover for example uh this past week i played my my boss one-on-one and that was was my boss my boss challenged me to a game of one-on-one and you destroyed him I did. <laughs> That's pretty terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the worst part about it is that I got to work on thir- – I played him on Wednesday of this past week. But on Thursday, I walked into work, and uh, a, a woman walked up to me and said, I heard you slaughtered your boss in front of his wife and kids yesterday. And oh, was that their signs that they had? Did they, like, go – Well, he had uh, – without me knowing, he had got a little fan club. So there's about 45 people in attendance. Uh, watching this one-on-one game and about uh, 30 
eight of them were going for him, including those people with the signs. But his wife and kids were actually in attendance as well. How did they go halfway through when you were slaughtering him? <laughs> well, what was interesting about it, if you saw the video, it is on YouTube. Um, and, yes, uh, and I'm going to help him make a better name for it because I think it says VV246. <laughs> like, dude, come on. <laughs> it says JL versus DG, which is his, his, his initials, my initials. No, but your download file has like a GB4465. Oh, yeah, it is, it's not like customized, right? No, right. no, you need to fix it up. Okay. I'm just trying to help you out. Especially if you're going to be a part of my professional podcast <laughs> here in my baby room. So the situation that, that comes up with that is I'm beating him. So I guess I spot him eight points to start the game. You spotted him eight? Oh, well, he knew what he was getting into, right? Well, he didn't actually know because – and I have, you know, a little bit of skill when it comes to basketball. You know, I played high school. I, I, I received uh, two two letters – were expressing interest from college. It wasn't anything like really big. It wasn't like heavily recruited. It wasn't given a scholarship offer or anything like that. Yeah, for those that don't know, if you get two letters, that does not count as heavily recruited. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So uh, I'm, I'm saying that not to hype myself, but he didn't know that even that um, before he had been talking trash for the last three weeks. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the situation that came up with that was um, how to play my boss in front of 45 people, including his wife and three kids. Um, and uh, I mean, how I should have approached that, you know, that that's one situation we could potentially discuss. I have a few others. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I'm always down to, like, destroy people in front of people. You know how I <laughs> do the freestyle thing where people, like, the you know, if you haven't seen a picture of me, which it better be on the podcast thing, you want to see a big picture of a big bearded white guy. And yes, I'm a rapper. I've been doing it for over 20 years. Um, now, I can't, I, I always say I'm professional because I've made more than $10. <laughs> but but I've been mostly a local rapper most of my time. Um, well, I don't think I ever was a national rapper. I released my record and, you know, it, it did okay. But it wasn't like I was, you know, Puff Daddy or something. And I'm, I'm very proud of Jay right now because usually when he's talking he leads out with talking about him being a professional rapper which leads to a little bit more hype that uh people have in looking not he's incredibly skilled and talented but uh when he leads with being a professional rapper they're looking for you know um 10 15 200,000 you know and sold and <laughs> all of these things but he he's he's done a, quite a bit i've i've sold more than 10 just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, definitely. But again, remember, I'm in the, I'm in a sub, 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 sub genre, 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 <laughs> a sub, sub, sub genre, in that I'm an underground uh, Christian rapper. So it's like uh, Christian music, uh, Christian hip hop, uh, Christian rap, and then there's underground Christian hip hop. Um, yeah, and so I'm there. Right, so, right. So, yeah, I mean, you know. If you sell, you know, a thousand albums, which I've done easily, um, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm nope. not here. <laughs> I'm not here to doubt. I feel like you're. I feel like you're <laughs> what you've done, right now. and I totally was praising your humility. Oh, your oh. humility. Okay, but yeah, in general, I have no problem with. Um, now, one thing you'll know is that I'm going to give the bad advice, and Derek's probably going to give the good advice. Um, but I'll try to give good advice every once in a while. But I can't make any promises. Now. Most of the time, his, his his bad advice is perfect. All you have to do is do the opposites. Uh, for example, when I was thinking about um, pursuing my my friend then to be my girlfriend, to become my fiance, to become my wife, who's my wife now, uh, Jay told me that I should not and I should just enjoy singlehood uh, for the rest of my life and waking up to uh, other guys and their messy selves and and when he says other guys, it's talking about me because uh, we were roommates for many years. And so I was like, really, would you want to just like wake up with me around, you know, come in and get some coffee and be like, what's this? You don't even drink coffee. I don't even know where that comes from. But yeah, I've been off coffee for a couple of days, but I, I, I'm, I'm a typical coffee drinker. Actually. But you weren't drinking coffee at the true, time. True that, true that. At the time, you didn't know what that what the delicious goodness of the coffee bean was. <laughs> you you were you were. Did you did you? I feel like you only drink water and Gatorade. But did you even drink Gatorade? Gatorade? <laughs> 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 
man, I tell you, the, the biggest thing you probably find under my bed during that time period was a whole bunch of bottles of uh, Simply Lemonade. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Under your bed, that's the funniest part. It's like, you know, those people, they'd be like, oh, I had a bender last night. I was uh, woke up in the bed full of... Uh, beer cans everywhere and Derek would have some lemonade bottles just <laughs> you know and his stomach's all tore up from from all the acid that he drank the, the worst part about it is with a uh, simply lemonade I think the the acidity of the drink would give me mouth sores so I would and I didn't realize the connection that whenever I drink simply lemonade then I got mouth sores so at different times I had five six seven mouth sores from the acidity from the simply lemonade yeah yeah, we're definitely going off topic, but uh, that's the point. We're going to do that um, because that's how we talk normally um, is off topic. Uh, I guess so my thought process would be that's a hard one. Like how long has he been your boss? Since November. Okay, so he's a new boss. Oh, no, that's been almost a year. Right, so seven months in. Seven months okay. In. I, I mean, I feel like I saw the video, and I'm pretty sure if you saw your boss and you saw Derek – if if our listeners saw Derek and his boss, they would be like, Derek, that's not fair. Um, sure. I mean, your boss is probably an amazing dude, but he doesn't look like he's the only thing I have to say in the video. He has a headband on right. and I'm like, that dude's smart because as a big guy, because I'm a big guy. Um, I sweat a lot and uh, I get sweat in my eyes all the time. So when I saw him, I was just like super proud of him. I was like, go guy with your <laughs> with your headband looking all cool. And then when he first shot his three, I was like, wow, this guy must just love. He must be, be awesome at three-point shots. And I was like, wow, I really appreciate that. And then he just kept missing them. Mm -hmm. and, and what I did on that video is I played his highlight mixtape of Bricks to Moonlight Sonata. Which is not fair at all. <laughs> did you get approval for him to show that video? So when I put that video – so. Um, so I work at Nationwide Insurance. So he's he's my boss at Nationwide. I don't think you can say that out loud. I cannot. I don't, I don't think we're we're not going to promote Nationwide on our podcast. Well, I didn't unless, say it's a great company. No, no. I'm just saying <laughs> that I think that if they want to be on mentioned on our show, then they need to pay us you know <laughs> weekly to do this. So okay, so I work for a billion dollar insurance company that shall go unnamed, <laughs> but it has an N and an eagle in the in the main logo. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good. So, for Nationwide, my boss has a, has a nine supervisors who report to him. So, in our supervisor text chat, I put the video, and his response after seeing the video was, it was all worth it. So, I mean, he seems to be a good, very good sport about it, and he loves to have fun. And he, he was actually a college athlete uh, for baseball. Really? That's cool. Um, so I guess, uh, yeah. So, uh, I imagine you should have warned him a little more, um, beforehand. So I, I wasn't completely, he wasn't completely uninformed. uninformed. So a little bit of context. When we have team outings, we've gone to play pool and he, you, you remember that episode of, uh, uh fresh Prince of Bel-Air with, um, um, uncle Phil and Lucille. Lucille yeah, being, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, um, in, in the episode, Will Smith got, just got hustled at a bar at a, while he's playing pool, and then Uncle Phil goes to bail him out, and he's acting like he's a really terrible player, and ultimately um, he gets the bet wage really high, and then he pulls out Lucille. Lucille's the name of his pool stick. Uh -huh. So we kind of named my boss that. Uh, once the money got on the table, he was starting to hustle oh. um, when he hit the pool. And he did something very similar when he hit the bowling. So then when he said he's trying to hustle me, when he came to playing basketball, I said, that's the one sport he's not going to be able to hustle me in. Yeah, so you just didn't tell him the full facts. The night before, I sent him a video that I... <laughs> you have a highlight video of yourself? <laughs> so Christmas, uh, a year and a half ago, I put a video up where I had made uh, 14 threes in a row on a, an outdoor court. And so I got a chance to send him that. Just so, and I probably shouldn't have sent him that because we were gonna bet fifty dollars on it to bet initially. But after I sent him that video, he lowered it to twenty dollars. Yeah, because he knew you were gonna destroy him. <laughs> <laughs> which is why he begged for eight points, which I agreed to give him eight points. And what was the score at the end of the game? Twenty-one to eight. So he did not score. Yeah. But if you look at the video, he had fourteen opportunities to score in. I didn't even pick my hands up to try to block his shots. Yeah, but he didn't block you. He didn't try to sh block you either. And I didn't score a layup either. I didn't even shoot a layup. Yeah, you didn't. It was pretty sad to watch. 
I mean, it was. I love how how obviously biased the uh, person that edited the video was because <laughs> it was like Moonlight Sonata, and then he had like the super crunk jam. I said crunk. I <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, I'm from the '90s. You can say that. <laughs> well, we little we, John are hanging out. We were still using that in 2003, 2004. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess that was the 2000s, not the 90s. I don't think – was Little John even around in the 90s? You know, uh, um, back in – actually, back last summer, uh, I was asked to give a speech on uh, giving, you know, giving consistently, you know, in, to my, to my, with, with my church fam. Sure. So there's about four or 500 people in attendance, whatever. And I was my message was be a crunk giver. And as soon as, you know, I got off of the stage – um, one of the older guys in the church fam, he came up to me, and let me know that crunk stands for crazy drunk. So he, he said my message. That, I did not know that, that crunk was a combination of crazy and drunk. Yeah, it definitely is a combination of that. In fact, when you look up crunk on in Google, oh yeah, you find out that it just means hype. Like you, the crowd well, gets crunk. But when like I started, it was like you're so crazy drunk. Oh, you're crunk. Hey, we can't say that whole word together. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's how rappers are in general. We just make up words and push them together and be like, hey, that's easier. Unless you're like me who likes to use big words. Unless I'm freestyling, I don't know if I use that many big words. Uh, I'll probably mispronounce them. I don't know. That's what happens. Um, <laughs> back to the whole thing. So uh, there you are. You uh, Your boss is like, he kind of knows. Uh, here's the truth is that he has hustled you before. He uh, He knows better. And... You've warned him by showing videos of you hitting three points. Uh, were you were you hanging out with Seth Curry when this was happening? Because <laughs> that so might did have been. Did you say Seth? Uh, yeah, the uh, other one. Right? Steph well, or they, Seth? They're brothers. Well, I'm not going to say. We both know you're not going to be able to hang out with Steph. <laughs> I feel like Seth lives in Texas, so there's a higher chance that you would hang out with him. But yes, I did mispronounce that, but then I made it look smooth. Like I didn't <laughs> mean to do it that way. That's your entire life. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think that's that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> if you could summarize your life in one <laughs> sentence, it would be mispronounced and then made it look smooth. <laughs> yeah, didn't I have a song called "So Not Smooth"? Oh no, I don't think I ever released that song. That but like, I remember you. I wrote it. Yeah, it's it was a. I never made it. Well, long story. That one maybe one day you'll hear more about. But maybe, maybe you could give us a, a quick clip. Ah. My life sometimes is so not smooth. I thought it was cool, but I'm so not smooth. Now I don't remember it. It's something like that. So right, right. I remember there was just a so not smooth part, but uh, that was a while ago. Yeah. Maybe two months ago. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of songs that were sounded cool in the middle. It's just like with all these sock monkey things. That was a song I wrote when I was when I was like 21. It was sock monkey in a four door pinto. And uh, to this day, my parents don't let me live it down. <laughs> I'm the, the, the interesting thing about it is if you're not in, well, because this is not a video podcast, this is a, an audio podcast. Um, Jay, when he brought a sock monkey, he looked up to the top of his cabinet to where a sock monkey is just below a panda bear. <laughs> <laughs> you know about that panda bear is, right? I don't know what the panda bear is doing up there. And I don't know what the sock monkey is doing up there. Yeah. The sock monkey has his hand caught <laughs> in the cabinet. It looks like they're taking naps. Or it looks like the panda bear is like pretending to fake out the sock monkey is about to pounce. And he's like stuck in a trap. Well, you know that panda bear is Kevin's old panda bear. Oh, and I so Kevin's old panda we'll, bear. We'll talk more about Kevin at some point, probably. Um, he was funny. But uh, he had a panda bear, and we did a bunch of these skits, and he used the panda bear in them uh, where he was uh, the panda bear was doing all the writing for a comedy sketch that we did every year. So it was pretty funny. But mm. uh, I don't know who gave. I assume it was a gift from a girl. Hmm. I imagine I did not give him the panda bear, so good job. But I ended up with it, so that's how that works. Hmm. So, anyways, back to your story. Um, I think that fool deserved it, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what he gets for stepping to your game. And um, I don't. I, it's hard because it's like if your boss is like. Uh, uh, if he challenges you and he's been talking smack the whole time, I mean, you want to be a man of character, right? You don't want to be like, well, I'm terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, you're like, hey, no, no, I, uh, I'm i really good at basketball. Um, you should ask your mama. No, I'm just 
you know, when, once I I was beating him uh, thirteen to eight, and I was up by five points there. Um, after of course you know spotted him to eight points. What I asked myself is, I want him to score because again, forty-five people about about forty-five people were there, and thirty-eight people were going for him. And every time he shot it, it was if you ever watched a soccer game where the stadium was waiting to explode on the soccer goal. That's the way they were waiting to explode for one made shot of his, and it never came. I, now my question is, is that was there a part of you that was like? I should miss some shots at this point to give him a more chance. Well, since Wednesday, today's being Sunday, I've thought about how could I have got the crowd more involved? You know, how could I have made it more of a, of an entertaining time as opposed to just a uh, brutal slaughtering of him in front of his wife and kids? So I've thought about that since, but... I what I did I started taking shots from really far, but I missed I think the first two and then I made the final uh, third shot. Yeah, I saw that one. That was the last shot, right? Mm -hmm. Was that extremely long? And if you were in the uh, three uh, three on three league, that would have been that four point shot that they have. Has that started? Um, no, but it starts here in a few weeks. Uh, maybe we'll even talk about that on the podcast. Probably me and Derek. Uh, we like we're random. So and I that's funny. I don't like basketball except for that I'm Derek's friend. So I learn facts about basketball just so I can talk to him and make him feel like I actually care. But I don't. <laughs> I definitely do care. I, I feel like and this is something you'll learn about me, I guess, is that I just feel like if you have friends, you want to invest stuff um, so you can have uh, fulfilling, rich conversations with them. And yeah, basketball is a small part of our relationship, but it's just fun to be able, like, if he's talking about something he likes, I want, I want to be able to know the facts. And then also, um, I like to tell him how amazing Jeremy Lin is. At all times. And even when we play 2K, I use Jeremy Lin. And I've beaten him <laughs> once or twice, which makes me happy. So to, to understand uh, Jay, he, he's a, he's a, he's a low-key genius when it comes to relatability. And so that, that, that speech he just gave right there about uh, finding things in common, that's a, good, that's a solid relationship principle. Um, is you want people walking away from you going, this person is just like me. And uh, Jay, Jay has been a genius with that. I've seen him do it with, with, with me and he, as he's built out our friendship and as well as uh, many others. So when he gave that little speech right there, that's where you, you key in that classic music. Remember that show, Family Matters? Uh -huh. I feel like that was probably my favorite classic music that would turn on. Ding, and ding, ding. And it's like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> boom, ba -doom, boom. No? <laughs> no. I, I can't. I know what you're talking about, but there's no part of it. Right that when does the it. moral of the story and it gets really serious. And... No, I, okay. I have nothing. Okay, there you go. I'm not a very good sound effects guy. I can rap, but uh, beatboxing not so strong. I'm stronger yeah. than you, but I'm not. Not one no Amanda. Amanda Glish. She we, kills it. We, are we are we getting her on the show? I hope so. She she when I first came up with the idea of this song song show song show song show yes. It was a song show at first, and then now it's whatever this is. But, uh, yeah, I asked her if she could come on, um, and she said yes to one show because um, she wasn't sure if I would make her look goofy, mm. which is fair. But I think that she slowly uh, likes to, you know, when we're at church and I want to sing a song, she'll randomly beatbox for me. So I always appreciate that. Right, right. Um, so all of that to say, yeah, now you – yeah, that's a hard one because you could have been like, yo, dude, I'm just going to miss a few shots and give you another chance. But it sounds like you missed enough shots, right? I missed quite a bit of shots. It was one of my more off days. Yeah. And and again, if you watch this video, it's pretty messed up the way that he edited it because it just makes him look like he's awesome. Like, why isn't this guy in the NBA? Because it's just like <laughs> three point after three point after three point after three point. And then there's a point. I need to teach you how to do like replays. Like, that whole fast forward rewind thing, like you know, you can make a cooler one than that. I, I just, I mean, it was cool. I mean, I, mean yes. I wasn't using a computer. Were you doing this on your phone? <laughs> it was all on my phone. Okay, I guess I'm impressed. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so in the long run, so the moral of the story is, I think that, I mean, you you in general, especially if you're building a friendship, you want to make sure that you're trying to be, you know, that that at the end of the day, he knows that. You're just playing a game and that you have nothing there. And then say I do with reliability. You know what I'm saying? And you can always be like, hey, dude, you hustled me at 100 things. And uh, this one time I hustled you. Right. Now, you should have probably told me that you were going to have 38 people there. 
<laughs> um, and I would have told you, you should probably get a partner. <laughs> Maybe Tim Duncan. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's a... Uh, I mean, at least I hope that... Um, <laughs> have you talked to him since? No, we've had some great interactions since. Okay. Did he, like... Did, like uh, he didn't show up to work the next day. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, for a little bit of context, our role is is in a call center, and we we uh, have a virtual team. So he leads a virtual team. So his nine supervisors all work from home. Yeah, to tell my wife I have a virtual job, and so you know, no, that's not true. <laughs> I just, just want to make that joke. So about eighty percent of the time, we're 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 cleared to work from home. Okay. So. Uh, so anyway, so he didn't show up to work, the physical location. He worked from home on Thursday. But yeah. we had some great interactions on Friday. And I let him know if we were playing baseball, he would have hustled me like that. Again, he played college baseball. So Yeah. And you, in theory, played college basketball. <laughs> not in theory. Again, we're not trying to hype it. I'm trying to be very transparent about what it was and what it wasn't. I mean, was it, was it, was it NCAA? Or were you, like, under that? I forget. You mean the letters that came in? No, you like your you played in Florida, right? No, I did not. I thought you did. Nope. Dang it. <laughs> Wait, so you never played? I've never played college basketball. But I thought you played I thought that you went to Florida and you went to a junior college. I went to Florida to go to the University of Tampa on a academic scholarship. And you never played basketball. I did not. I thought you played basketball. This is how terrible of a friend I am. <laughs> Uh, I did. You know, you, it's funny you bring up tra- terrible friend because I was thinking so much about uh, our friendship among others, where the friendship—I'm going to use this word. I feel like we got to talk about this word. Transcends. Okay. Transcends so many of these minor details that sometimes you can make a big deal about. Like, f- for example, um, Jay and I are you know best of friends, but he probably doesn't know what month my, my birthday is. Uh, he he probably he probably could has an idea of as far as my anniversary because it just passed, but there's a number of details that we don't know about each other's lives, but it has nothing to do with how um, close our bond or our friendship is. If I checked Facebook, I would know these things. You would have some clues. Yeah. True, I could probably look back at pictures, or I'll just ask Angelita and then never tell you. But yeah, you're right. I don't know those things. I mean, I feel like I know them, but I don't know them. But now I don't even know them. I can't even recall them to even show my. I mean, the best part is I edit the show, so in theory, I could just punch in the actual <laughs> dates <laughs> after I check it and be like, "Oh yes, I know exactly what that is," and made yeah. me look really awesome. You know, speaking of the show, so what's, we, I think we could talk about transcends you know, maybe another show, but but as with this show evolves we know we're going to be figuring out who our audience is and if you know jay and i you know jay's some of his background is you know hip-hop some of my back back background is basketball of course our careers you know are involved um, jay could talk a little bit about his career i'm involved with, with insurance in the, in the call center world and then uh, of course we, we come from a, a background of faith so regarding like how much we talk about our faith and then just how jay was talking about earlier there's there's uh, cultures and then subcultures and then sub 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 subcultures, like our family of churches specifically, and how much we'll be talking about issues within our church family uh, versus a- any church and all of that. So yeah, I mean that's true. I mean I work at a very ironic job uh, because I've been a rapper my entire life, and uh, every album I've ever done uh, is me in front of a graffiti wall or me in my music videos uh, or me in front of graffiti walls. And I mean, literally, um, I've painted over those graffiti walls <laughs> as my job, and so I actually bake graffiti, and uh, it's very funny. But uh, you know, I I still think graffiti's awesome, and I, uh, but I also am not a fan of of um, art over vandalism. I think that um, you can get permission and you can put it in places, and I think there's a lot of, especially these days, there's a lot of uh, graffiti parks that mm-hmm. allow you to use your art. And man, I think that. That's beautiful, but I think that vandalism is vandalism. I mean, it doesn't matter if you made a beautiful piece or if you made terrible pieces, which is what I spend most of my day cleaning. Like, I don't, you know, uh, most of my stuff is 12-year-olds with a spray can and not artist stuff. Um, There are some drains that I do where they're really nice stuff, but those guys already know that it's getting covered up because that's how they got space. Um, But in general, yeah, it's a very ironic job, but... I agree. I think that, and that's the trick, is that we want to make sure that we're 
uh, relatable, but uh, you know, there's also our subcultures that we're part of. So there'll be times where you're like, I have no idea what they're talking about. And, you know, hey, uh, if you want to um, send in uh, your thoughts on that, that's fine with us. Um, uh, we have my baby to do all the email reading. So <laughs> <laughs> his baby is not yet born, by the way. Yeah, and he, he's a baby, so he doesn't read. But uh, in theory, he'll be in charge of um, checking the emails. That are hateful. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what uh, Jay is exposing his child to. <laughs> I feel like it helps him grow. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't realize that part. I was being sarcastic in that he couldn't read. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but you're right. If that stays his job. If for some reason, this thing exists for like ten years from now. Then maybe I have to change his job. True that. True. But I think that would also be hilarious having a five year old. Re- emailing responses mm-hmm. to people's emails so it's like thank you i mean i guess would oh that's the question at this point would we just get him to like um skype the answers and he'd be like hello hi <laughs> i don't know that's his voice <laughs> I, I haven't heard him yet cry all i know is he kicks his mom a lot and she complains about it <laughs> if somebody just checked into the show at that one moment <laughs> maybe i should do the whole show in, in that voice Hello. Hi, Derek. How's your day? I might have to pick up this microphone microphone stand and smack you in the head. In the head. And now the other trick is I have other voices that are copywritten. So can I do Elmo? Is that fair? <laughs> can I be like, Elmo loves tacos. <laughs> Elmo wants to be a part of this show. So no, no, I'm, I'm not, not crazy about Elmo, Sesame Street. Okay. Um, you know, there's the secondary uh, situation that came up this past week. And this is a little bit more of our, our church family, our, our family of faith. Uh-huh. And, and, and the, the topic came up is, um, is there a point when uh, in a relationship between, you know, a, a brother and a brother, you know, friend to friend, where the idea of cutting off that friendship is, uh, you know, approved. And, and, and maybe that's not the, the best phrase, but in taking space away from that friendship and it's and not, not saying it's one of the friendships that's like uh um c- corrupting character or that's leading to um anything like that but but uh i think it seems as though it's counterintuitive to say yeah you can go away from friendships but uh, but at the same time i don't think we're we're necessarily locked into the friends that we have with the proximity of closeness proximity you know metaphorically speaking of closeness that we have now so i just want to get you some of your thoughts on that jay yeah well i mean that's a hard one and i know a little about that uh because you know there's many times where i think i uh, should just cut my relationship with you <laughs> <laughs> and then i ask myself the question is it okay to do that and then i think yeah this guy <laughs> is a jerk no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this, this is relatable to more than just church people. I think in general, like, uh, what at what point do you decide somebody is just toxic to you or deciding that somebody isn't good? And, yeah, there is the idea when it comes to the Bible, it does talk about the idea of forgiving uh, everyone mm-hmm. and forgiving them many, many times um, and the love your neighbor as yourself. And so there is, there has to be a fine line in that situation is if your thing is fueled by hate and you still are bitter and angry towards the person, then I don't know if that's even worth, I mean, that's going to be um, hurtful to yourself because mm-hmm. you're building up that bitterness and that little, little bitterness monkey on your back and he's like, I hate everyone. And, and that could be a problem. And if you in the relationship that way, where you're bitter and you've never forgiven the person um, because of whatever the situation is, um, that could hurt you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and I don't even say that to go, well, we just want to look good. I'm just saying um, as a person that's been through those situations where somebody's hurt you and, uh, you know, I've been in those places where there are people I trusted and they uh, let me down. Um, I had to sever the relationship after I forgave them. And it was hard. And it was like after I forgave them, then they were like, I I want I don't want to not be your friend anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I was like it, but for me, at that point it was something I had to do. 
and and it was rough. I mean, um, I I feel like so, and let's uh, let's discuss. It's 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 interesting, right? So, and in, in in Jay and I's world, when it comes to faith, you know, we have you know we lean, lean on the scriptures, and there's two passages that come to mind: a bad company corrupts good character. Another one, a proverb that says, "He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm." And uh, those two uh, passages seem to talk about right. Um, if, if there's bad company corrupting your good character, you know, if somebody their presence being around you is leading you to to speak derogatorily about women, about other races, about other sizes of people, heights of people, whatever. Um, it seems uh, appropriate along the way to go. This relationship is not helping me or benefiting me. If I'm lying more in this relationship, or I'm drinking more because of the place, or, or or I'm, you know, tempted to do drugs, or you know, some of those things. And sometimes those can be a little bit more clear. And I, I kind of want us to talk about this this other category in relationships where maybe they're not causing you to do, um, you know, maybe uh, wrong behavior, but an emotional impact um and so let me paint the situation from my past um so even uh when ever ever even being in high school and uh you know i played on the basketball team so i was closer to people on the basketball team and then i you know had a girlfriend and she became an ex-girlfriend and then somebody else on the basketball team uh pursued that relationship and got into a relationship with an ex-girlfriend of mine and then so what I'm asking about here is when a situation comes up where that wasn't like betrayal, you know, it wasn't anything wrong. But then when I'm around, when I was around that person, maybe I could have felt um, some envy or weird feelings about it. Is there a point, whether it's a, in a in faith-based world or a, a regular situation where cutting off that relationship not because it causes me to lie more or do wrong more but there's a little bit of a of hurt does that make sense yeah i mean uh that's uh that's a uh, i mean that's what we do right like i feel like uh i mean before i became a christian i heard lots of people in this way and then i just didn't want to mess with them anymore so i just stopped talking to them and uh I honestly don't know what that did. I never uh, got any verification. I mean, <laughs> I might after this show starts. <laughs> um, <laughs> no telling, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but in general, uh, but I, you know, I, you know what? I do have a good example of that. I, I remember one of my good friends, you know, um, when I first started dating her, when I first moved to San Antonio, I uh, moved here for her and uh, she was awesome. And uh, we moved here. I moved here. Um, I don't know, 2004 or something. And, uh, I moved here for her and, but as we move, as I, uh, as I got here, I lost my job. My car blew up. My grandmother passed away and uh, mm. my life was not awesome. And <clears throat> what happened was, is that everything just was terrible. And I would, at the time, um, I would only really eat when we'd hang out me and my girlfriend. And so there was times where she's like, I'm late. And I was like, Oh, what are you doing? You know? And I would get angry and frustrated because it was the only time I was eating. And, uh, it was also feeding all my roommates. So it was a, it was a, it was a rough situation. And, uh, there was a point where she, uh, just decided to end the relationship and, and I was pretty hurt and frustrated about it, but I also understood because I was her best friend. So if somebody asked me, Hey, I'm dating this dude who's making me feel terrible. Um, should I stay with him? And I would be like, no. The problem is, is I was that guy. Mm -hmm. And because I already had, um, I had already mentioned that I saw a future for us. I think there was a part of me. And one thing, I'm, I'm a pretty loyal dude. So if I say I'm going to do something, I want to stick to it. And in this situation, I was the same place. I was like, hey, I'm going to stick to this. I said that I saw a future. I'm not going to give up, even though I started seeing that we were just growing in different places. She was awesome, um, but I was uh, I'm pretty cool too. But it just we start we're being too much alike, and it was um, uh, I have tons of funny stories about that. So hopefully I get to share them. Um, but in general, we 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 broke up, and it, that made sense on her end to be like, okay, this is 
this is a relationship that isn't um, good for me. And it was funny because after we uh, broke up, um, we were still friends. We hung out all the time, and we were a good example to the point that somebody was like, "Hey, we're doing a we're doing a dating devotional on how to um, how to deal with a breakup, and we want y'all to be the keynote speakers." <laughs> <laughs> and so we went and we talked about how you just need to keep a friendship. But what happened was is that later I ended up in a I ended up liking one of her friends, and so I was like, uh, and then I overthought the situation, and so. I on the phone one time told her that I never loved her, which is pretty messed up. And uh, but I I thought it justified it. Uh, now, uh, in retrospect, I was an idiot, and that's that wasn't true. I definitely loved her. I moved from Austin, Texas, to San Antonio, where my whole family lives in Austin, to a place I didn't have anybody, to a place, roommates I didn't know, to a job that was a dollar less an hour or two dollars hour less, even though it was a higher position. Um, so obviously I loved her, um, but I just didn't know how to explain that, and it really hurt her. Mm-hmm. And um, she then cut the relationship off because she couldn't deal with that. And in that situation, I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand that um, because it was her. I was hurting her more than I was helping her. And um, the great news is that later in my life. Um, I was able to realize, not later, probably only a year later, I, uh, I realized what I was doing wrong and I apologized and, and now we're friends. I mean, she was at our wedding and, um, she's to this day, uh, still a friend. And mm-hmm. so, uh, but at that time it made sense. And I mean, on her, on her end, she's told me before that she probably wasn't my friend cause she probably would have strangled me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I say all that to say, yeah, I think there is a point where, you cut it off, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's going to hurt people. I mean, anytime you get rid of a relationship, it's going to hurt somebody. And I've been a part of those. And, uh, you know, being a Christian a long time, you know, the, you meet a lot of people, you befriend them, and then they decide to move somewhere else. And whatever the situation is, and you, that little relationship uh, gets cut off. And, uh, you know, and then sometimes you just get so focused and you cut them off and, that's a hard one. I mean, I hope that even answered the question. In it, it, it does in regard to relationships, but in some ways, well, the the romance of the relationship changed, and then the relationship changed when situation one, situation two. You brought up was the distance. The distance of the relationship changed. So then the nature, the, the dynamic of the relationship changed. But what happens when there was never any romance involved and it's completely platonic? You know, let's say um, a a guy friend and a guy friend and uh, the distance hasn't changed. You know, romance was never involved, never will be involved. And cutting off a friend like that, but also that's not toxic in the sense of corrupting character or anything like that. You know, cutting off a friendship in that space where maybe it just hurts. Again, the situation I used was a friend became... A uh, boyfriend to 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 my ex girlfriend. So, cutting off the friendship with my friend, who's now with my ex girlfriend, kind of a situation. Um, it, it it made me as a as a guy as a I think I always think of you know I, I try to think positively. I want to be close to everyone. I, I never want to fathom the idea of cutting off any friend. Um, but. In that, when in that situation, I don't. I'm trying to think through my counsel. What I would offer to someone is that: can I give that approval with integrity and feel great about it, or do I, you know? I in some ways I have hesitation. Yeah, and that makes sense because in that situation, what you're doing is saying it's okay to be bitter, it's okay to be angry, uh, it's okay not to forgive, and. Those things aren't okay. And as I said, I think it goes back to what I said earlier and that that could be a toxic strain on yourself when you can't forgive people. And and give me, help me get correct on this uh, in that situation that I'm not, what I'm not saying is if somebody hurts you or if you were abused or something like that happened, that you need to um, tell them that it's okay and then they can hurt you again. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you still need to forgive them. Um, and that's not nice. Right. And, and and if you don't, 
if you don't forgive somebody, then that toxicness is going to run. So that's the hard one. It's like, I, I, I know for me, I would just keep on mentioning, Hey, have you forgiven the person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you, have you forgiven them? And then, you know, when I had talked to people before, they were like, no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Then what, what's the point of all you're doing is holding anger for somebody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a hard one, but yeah, I don't know if you can do it with integrity. And that's the, and that's the thing. You know, and even when you brought up the bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, um, and, and I have to ask myself: is that the, is that ninety seven percent of the situations? Is there at three percent of the situations where it makes sense to take a break from the from the, uh, the again the completely platonic friendship for six months because of the pain of of what's being caused? Again, I keep referring back to my high school situation where my friend is you know maybe the first six months of their relationship i take a i take a break from being close to that friend and initiating with that friend not that i care about him less just being around him is going to be being around her or seeing them together or hearing about them so does that change anything for you or is that the same elmo thinks that there is Sorry, <laughs> this is getting too serious. I was start to. I was looking at Wayne's World over here on the DVD section. Uh, where is it? It's here. Let's see, look. <sighs> okay. Um. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um. Yeah. I, I still think. Um, no, you're right. It probably isn't because I think it. <laughs> I'm gonna say this over and over again. If you haven't forgiven the person and if you're holding bitterness and anger towards them because of your perceived hurts. And then the other trick is here, they're just their perceived hurts, right? Like um, we can be in a place where we're like, this person hurt us. Well, in the long run, that person didn't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? I've definitely been in that place. And it's, it's a hard thing when you only are the only, when you're only looking at your perspective. But I think, in these situations, it's definitely not, you're not going to go up to your friend and be like, yo, homie, why, uh, why, uh, with my ex-girlfriend, what's up with that? You know, emotionally that hurts me inside and I cry for a few hours, um, because of this, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? That's not normally a dude dog. I right, mean, right. I don't even think I talk to you like that. Right, right. Um, and so uh, that would be great. And I think it would be helpful because <laughs> they'd be like, oh no. I, I didn't even realize she was your ex-girlfriend like or some uh, you know in the long run you know what I'm saying I didn't even know that she didn't even mention it because she meant nothing to her no um, that would be a terrible thing to say to somebody um, but yeah I think I you know I wish I knew all these answers because if I did we'd have a TV show way better <laughs> than a podcast <laughs> And people would actually listen to it. And the only people listening to our podcast right now is the Sock Monkey and Panda, which don't exist. I know that. They're not like in my head like they're real things. I mean, they're real things, but they're not talking. Are they talking? <laughs> uh, I, yeah. So my answer is uh, no. Okay. And, and really, just so I just want you to stop asking me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's, like it's, it's like it's like it's like a 50-50. Like I'm sufficiently discontent. So <laughs> let's move on. Uh, but in that end, so is your answer to that question no? Like, do you feel like like do you feel like you could actually like if somebody said, "Hey, I just need to take this break. I'm gonna stop talking to the person." <clears throat> what would you say? So. Part of my the way I think through things is through possibility. You know, if, if there's a possible situation that that this applies to, where there's no unforgiveness, there's no bitterness, there's no anger, um, it's just causing some emotional pain to me. When I, you know, when not being wronged, um, taking time away from the friendship with the hope of healing and. It seems to make sense to me, but, um, and I say that, and so I'll draw on a situation that I also don't think is completely parallel, but, but, um, even 
sometimes I have conversations with people and you know my wife and I we work with our uh, singles uh, professionals ministry and we I mean, you know we talk to single people and pe- dating people engaged people married people and <clears throat> in one situation that comes up you know when people break up you know is mature ways to break up and the feeling the break and time spent apart not because you're bitter angry but just because being close in relationship after the breakup is challenging emotionally and it challenges the transition um and that time period of being away from one another emotionally can really help um both people separate the issues and to separate the the feelings of romance towards the person so i i think I've talked to enough people where I feel confident that that's good advice to help people break up in mature ways uh, as opposed to this back and forth situation that we kind of can see on TV and, you know, Netflix and and, and some of these shows. But is there principles there that we we could use in platonic relationships where there's a time period of healing that's helpful? So I, I lean on that side of I think there are situations. I think it is important, like you said, to go through. There should you shouldn't be doing it with with unforgiveness. You shouldn't be doing it with bitterness. You shouldn't be doing it with anger. But if you can, with integrity, go. No, I I I've forgiven. I have no bitterness. I'm fine in that regard. It just hurts me to be around right now. So I'm gonna take some time away from this one relationship and and, and invest elsewhere and build elsewhere. Then that resonates with me. I may be in a different space later, but that's where I land. Yeah, that makes sense. I, uh, I mean, I have, I've done that. I mean, I've had it where somebody, but it was a different situation. Like I think with a girlfriend thing, that's a little different, right? Like when it's a like a it's a girlfriend. Like I've done that where it's like, hey, I'm in love with you. Oh, you're not in love with me. Cool. Okay, so I want to talk to you every day. Um, but obviously I don't like that because it feels like needles in my face every single time. <laughs> so I probably should go and not talk to you for the next few weeks. And I, and I did that. I mean, I had, a, I had a, somebody like that moved into town and was like, okay, I really want them to fall in love with me. But I was like, let's just not, <laughs> let's let them control how much time we spend together instead of me and uh, just see where that goes. And it didn't go anywhere, uh, but that was fine. Again, I ended up meeting my wife. It worked out. But uh, it was hard because I remember like seeing the person and being like, Ugh, I, I want you to give my I want my heart to be given to you. Please stop rejecting it. Mm-hmm. I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> and then she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go here and cry in the other room. Um, or just in front of her because I have no shame. I'm just like waterfall cheers just pretty like so much so it fills a swimming pool just like <laughs> of salty sadness that is inside of my heart indeed so so were you supposed to be taking notes on this i don't session know and I, then do your freestyle at the end I, I was supposed to take notes but i didn't take notes but when have i ever taken notes on anything <laughs> <laughs> well that's true i think it's the I'm thinking of the note freestyles you've done in the past when we've been at the basketball tournaments and you, I think you had them taking, putting, writing down. Yeah, maybe that's what we should do. Have you write the notes. <laughs> I feel like you're a better note. Or should we hire an intern that does the notes? I think we know of people that could be an intern for the show. Will we have to more, more professional thing than my baby room for a studio if we have an intern? Because right now we have no interns. The editing staff is Jason and... Um, the 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 hospitality staff is Jason, and the guy that cleaned up the room was my wife. So she's not a guy; she's a girl. But uh, you know, going forward, I wonder how it would work with having studio in the office in my place. That's fair. I mean, we could always set it up in your computer because your computer is way cooler than mine. Um, because you have more money than me. <laughs> oh my god! And uh, because I have a real job and he's a pretender. <laughs> and, and by the way, uh, you should know that Derek doesn't always listen to my advice because I told him not to take this job. I told him that it was going to be <laughs> terrible for his life. And look where he is now. He just bought a house. 
He's married and has uh, cars and other cool stuff. Obviously, he didn't listen to the right <laughs> advice. <laughs> so, so remember that when you listen to his advice over mine. <laughs> that mine probably is terrible. <laughs> that was also because I hate call centers uh, because I've been through lots of them. And I love people at call centers. And you will know that if you've ever talked to me on the phone. Unless, like... I just can't get through to you and then <laughs> but most of the time I try to show as much love and respects as I can respects mm-hmm. respects um, as I can so in most situations unless like you know yeah if it's overcharged in a bank that's a different thing <laughs> mm. just make me angry inside so yes so oh here comes my wife I wonder if she's gonna come do the rap <laughs> no did we lock the door? She might need help with the gifts. Well, she can wait. Oh, wow. I'm just <laughs> Bad advice. Do not make your pregnant wife uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't come through yet. I'm waiting for her to walk through the door and give me the glare. Here it is. There it is. Oh, yeah. I'm in trouble. That was great. <laughs> Do we have a lot of gifts? Are they all in your car? Hey, you know what the best part about that? Derek's here. So he can go do that while I do this. No, that's not how that works. Derek can't see the gifts. Is this a surprise party for Derek? Hey, no. Melanie. Hi, Melanie. <laughs> My wonderful wife just walked in from our from a baby shower, so that's pretty cool. Um, and we have, uh, is it like a whole car full of stuff? Do we have a second car full or just one car full? Cool. You have a little car, so it's not a lot of stuff. It might be more than a lot of stuff. So I guess at this point we need to pause and go help her. Okay. Uh, I don't think she's cool with another 20-minute podcast. Um, just making her wait with her awesome gifts. Are there a lot of cool stuff? Man, we have so many awesome friends. And thanks again, Derek, for letting us have it at your place. Yes, Though we didn't ask you because we know better. <laughs> so that was good. I didn't ask anybody. I just told the person that I was asking to ask your wife because I, yeah, I know better than to go, hey, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I like your life to be awesome and not to be not awesome because I'm a dork. I see you. I see what's happening right now. You're taking off your headphones. You're saying, Why Let's do you go. keep talking? Let's go get to the car. We're doing a podcast. What happened? Anyways, here's the song. I'm not sure what's going to happen, so please don't judge me. Okay, I can talk about it only if I rearrange. Talk about life and things in your brain. Now you just met me and Mr. Derek. I knew what I was going to say. I break back in Farrick. Now it's not the best thing that I ever did, but now I'm just a dude that raps like he was a kid. But I give it gone, and guess what? I'm having a kid soon. Only if I'm waiting for the things due. I'll be cleaning up lots of poo. Fun. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm giving one, two. But now we're talking about a different die. How Derek decided to slaughter his boss at basketball. I still don't understand why he did that video And if that video was something I don't really know You probably should watch that before the podcast is over I don't even know what I am saying Giving all the right time Feeling like the right line I know what they're saying But they're saying that they find mine Why did I just say saying 55 times? Only if I get it for 55 rhymes Oh, you get me gone right But now I got to do it Cause I get up on fights But we know a little time It's only if it's the same Do you treat your boss the same way in your brain? If you decide to put him to a little game, I guess in my heart it's all the same. He knew what he was getting into, and he was a shark, so you might as well be a shark back, oh hark. But now who goes there? I don't understand, but the flow of the show's there. And if they can't get the win, and I gotta say, it's all the light. Talk about Elmo, cause he's so tight. Elmo loves tacos and oranges too. (laughs) Elmo loves things that he thinks is cool. And Elmo's the best cause he runs around. And yeah, you work at Nationwide, everybody heard that now. And I don't even get but I'm saying it's real and I'm pretending like a sock monkey's more chill and yeah I wrote a song called about sock monkeys and pintos letting it go and yeah I have to blow my nose <laughs> 
but now I exhale. I knew what I was gonna say it back. Slows like a snail. You don't even get it gone right. And now we got Panda from Kevin. Always looking at me right. And I don't even get it cause I spit it when I'm ill fresh. You don't know what I'm saying but now I'm giving all crest. Uh. To the Christ who died Now I rearrange the things that I try Now here we go, we're talking about friendships and what you do Do you let go of it when somebody hurts you? It's hard I just say you have to forgive So the bitterness doesn't mess up you, kid I'm just looking back at my life and the time And how I've been through some hard dangers and fine uh, Even Derry talking about his relationships It hurts sometimes, we don't even what to spit Now it's right, wrong, but it's filling all the days I hope you enjoy your life and run away One thing I want you knowing it's the same, and we can't ever give up and run this way, and yeah, I have faith, and I really love God, and I'm not gonna break it down, and I'm sorry, and I, listen to Derek, are you ready to rap? Oh wait, you didn't sign up for that, it's okay, I know what I was doing, but it's all of the same things, did we talking about Chipotle, and my three word thing, that always gets us free burritos, ah, oh, that's really 50% of the time, I let it go, but now I let him show with the life and the time, but now I rock it up, and now I'm saying that I find oh, I hope that really brought everything up now but now i gotta exhale and breathe right now